G'day and welcome to Is It Relevant Today? Right here on Faith FM. I'm Marius Jigau and on this show we're examining biblical concepts and ideas and asking ourselves the important question, is it relevant today? Or is it as outdated and ridiculous as the old Nintendo entertainment systems? I sometimes get asked by people, why do you keep the seventh day Sabbath? And I always find this question a little curious, as the Bible clearly says to remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Now, many people today look at this commandment and say, I don't know if this applies to me. So today we're going to have a look at the Sabbath, and we're going to have a look at a number of questions connected to the Sabbath. Questions such as, who was the Sabbath given for? Was it given just to the Israelite nation? Did Jesus do away with the Sabbath? Was the law done away with? And what did Jesus' apostles do? If we look at the biblical timeline of planet Earth, we find that creation occurred around 4,000 years before Christ. Abraham was around about 2,000 years later, and Jesus came around about 2,000 years after Abraham. So let's first investigate the question, was the Sabbath given only for the Jews? To answer this question, we need to ask ourselves, who was the first Jew? It's fairly well accepted today that the first Jew was Abraham and that the Ten Commandments were written down by God around 400 years after Abraham. So let's say roughly around 2,400 years after creation. Now, when was the Sabbath given? When does the Sabbath first appear in the Bible? The first time the Sabbath appears in the Bible is in the book of Genesis, chapter 2, verses 1 to 3, which says, Thus the heavens and the earth and all the hosts of them were finished. And on the seventh day God ended his work which he had done. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had done. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because in it he rested from all his work which God had created and made. Here we discover that the Sabbath was given to us right at the beginning of creation. So I want you to think about that. It was given right at the beginning, 2,000 years before there ever was a Jew. And then it tells us that God blessed the seventh day, and it also tells us that he sanctified it. Now what does it mean to sanctify something and to make it holy? It means to put it aside for a sacred purpose. So the Sabbath was given at creation and we're instructed to put it aside for a sacred, holy purpose. Jesus also tells us that the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. Now, does this mean that the Sabbath was just made for men and women and children need to do something else? No. The word that's translated as man is the Greek word anthropos, which means mankind. The Sabbath was given to all of mankind. It wasn't just given to a particular group of people. It was given to humanity as a whole. And some people say to me, yes, Marius, but the Ten Commandments can't be found in the book of Genesis. They were only given at Mount Sinai. And while it's true that we don't have the Ten Commandments written down in the book of Genesis, it doesn't mean that the Ten Commandments didn't exist back then. The Ten Commandments were part of God's governments. All governments have rules and laws, and these are the rules of God's government. And they existed from the beginning. Now, while we don't have them written down in order in the book of Genesis, this is largely because 
Before Abraham, it was predominantly an oral culture, and things were passed down orally. Now, we do have examples of people keeping God's law. For example, in Genesis chapter 26, verse 5, it says, Because Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. Here we find that around 400 years before the Ten Commandments were written down on Mount Sinai, Abraham kept God's commandments and that he kept his laws. We also find right after creation, one of the commandments was broken. The commandment that you shall not kill was broken. Cain rose up against Abel and killed him. This was against the sixth commandment, which tells us you shall not kill. Now notice what God didn't say after Cain killed Abel. God didn't say, oh, That's all right, I haven't given you the commandments yet. It doesn't matter if you kill. No. God said, you are now cursed from the earth, which has opened up its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. And Cain replies by saying, my punishment is greater than I can bear. Now notice what Cain didn't say. Cain didn't say, why are you punishing me? I didn't know it was wrong to kill. No. Cain knew about the commandments. He didn't claim ignorance about killing. He just complained about the nature of the punishment he got. Joseph was sold into slavery. And as he came into Egypt, he became the highest servant in the house of Potiphar. And Potiphar's wife had her eye on him. And she tried to get him to commit adultery with her. And let's have a look at the way that Joseph responded to her. He said, There is no one greater in this house than I, nor has he kept back anything from me but you, because you are his wife. How is it then that I can do this great wickedness and sin? Now what does he say next? Does he say, against my master Potiphar? No, that's not at all what it says. It says, and sin against God. Joseph knew that the seventh commandment says, you shall not commit adultery. And what he was saying is, how can I break one of God's commandments and sin against him? God's law was in place way before Mount Sinai. In fact, we even find the Sabbath after creation, but before Mount Sinai. And we'll find out where just after this song. Before the throne of God above I have a strong and perfect plea A great high priest whose name is love Whoever lives and pleads for me My name is graven on his hands My name is written on his heart I know that while in heaven he stands, no tongue can bid me thence depart. When Satan tempts me to despair and tells me of my guilt within, Upward I look and see Him there Who made an end of all my sin Because the sinless Savior died 
My sinful soul is counted free For God the just is satisfied To look on Him and pardon me Behold Him there, the risen Lamb My perfect spotless righteousness The great unchangeable I am The King of glory and of grace One with Himself I cannot die My soul is purchased by His blood My life is hid with Christ on high with Christ my Savior and my God. My life is hid with Christ on high, with Christ my Savior and my Welcome back to Is It Relevant Today? I'm Marius Jigao, and today we're looking at the Sabbath. We've so far discovered that the Sabbath was not given to the Jews exclusively, as it existed 2,000 years before there ever was a Jew. The Sabbath also comes up after creation, but before Mount Sinai. When Moses had been instructed to go and take the people out of Egypt, now, what I believe that happened is that Moses came, he told the Israelite people, that we need to start keeping God's commandments again as He's going to take us out of Egypt. And the reason I believe this is because of the way that Pharaoh spoke to him. Pharaoh says, Look, the people on the land are many now, and you make them rest from their labor. The word that's translated as rest is the word Shabbat. Essentially, what Pharaoh is saying is, You are making the people Sabbath. So here we have evidence that the Sabbath was being kept before they even left Egypt. And after they left Egypt, we have the Sabbath again before the commandments were written down by the finger of God. Here we are told that God gave his people manna. Then God told them, don't take any more than one day's worth because it'll go off. But some people were like, "Uh, we'll try keep it till the next day. And of course, it went rotten. God told them on Friday, get a double portion, because on Sabbath, you won't get any. And the people, of course, came out on Sabbath expecting to get some. It's almost like everything that God said. They're like, oh, let's see if we can get around this one. It tells us in Exodus chapter 16, verse 22 and 23. So it was on the sixth day that they gathered twice as much bread, two omers for each one. And all the rulers of the congregation came and told Moses. Then he said to them, This is what the Lord has said. Tomorrow is a Sabbath rest, a holy Sabbath to the Lord. Here you almost see echoes of Eden. You almost see echoes of the Sabbath being blessed and sanctified. This is what the Lord said. Tomorrow is a Sabbath rest, a holy Sabbath to the Lord, a banquet. You will bake today and boil what you will boil and lay up for yourself. All that remains is for it to be kept until morning. Here again we find that God gave instructions to the Israelites to keep the Sabbath before 
the commandment was given on Mount Sinai. And then we have, on Mount Sinai, God actually wrote down the commandments with his finger. So, if we look back at our timeline, we find that the Sabbath was given at creation. We find God's law after creation. We find Abraham keeping God's law. We have Joseph keeping God's law. And we find the Sabbath before they left Egypt. And then once they escaped from Egypt, again, we find them keeping the Sabbath even before Mount Sinai. If we look in the Old Testament, we find that the Sabbath continues to be kept all throughout it. The word Sabbath appears in the Bible 192 times. Now, we're not going to go through all of them, but we're going to have a look at one of the occurrences in the Old Testament. Now, this is around 800 years before Christ. Isaiah was one of the prophets at the time, and he writes for us, If you turn away your foot from the Sabbath, from doing your pleasure on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight, the holy day of the Lord honorable, and shall honor him, not doing your own ways, nor finding your own pleasure, nor speaking your own words, then you shall delight yourself in the Lord. And I will cause you to ride on the high hills of the earth and feed you with the heritage of Jacob your father. The mouth of the Lord has spoken. I really like how these verses end. The mouth of the Lord has spoken. God told them, I want to spend this time with you. I want to be in a relationship with you. If you spend your time with me on the Sabbath, then I will cause you to ride on the high hills of the earth. And this passage is almost carved in stone when God says, the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Now some people say, Yes, Marius, I see that the Sabbath existed from creation until Jesus. But when Jesus came, didn't Jesus do away with the Sabbath? So let's have a look at that. In Luke chapter 4 verse 16 it says, So he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and as his custom was, went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day, and stood up to read. Now notice here that Jesus went into the synagogue, which today we would say he went into the church. Now, he went into the church on the Sabbath day. But notice the verse said that as his custom was. Now, what is a custom? A custom is a practice that you do all the time. It's almost like a habit. It's something you do all the time. So, this is telling us that Jesus had a custom. He had something that he did all the time. And this was to go to church and worship on the Sabbath day. So if we have a look at our timeline again, we have the Sabbath at creation. We have Abraham keeping the law. We have Joseph keeping the law. We have the Sabbath in Egypt. We have the Sabbath just after the Exodus. We have the Sabbath at Mount Sinai. We have Isaiah keeping the Sabbath. We have Jesus keeping the Sabbath. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm starting to see a little bit of a pattern here. Now, some people say to me, didn't Jesus do away with the Sabbath? We'll explore this question just after this song. For me he was forsaken, for me he died alone. My sin forever taken, that I might be here. 
Welcome back to Is It Relevant Today, right here on Faith FM. I'm Marius Jigo, and today we're looking at the Sabbath. We have found out that the Sabbath was given at creation 2,000 years before there ever was a Jew. It was given through Moses before the Ten Commandments were given at Mount Sinai, and it was written down by the finger of God on Mount Sinai. Isaiah kept the Sabbath around 800 years before Christ, and Jesus himself had a habit which was to keep the Sabbath. But did Jesus do away with the Sabbath sometime throughout his ministry? Wasn't Jesus always getting into controversy with the Pharisees and they were telling him about the way he wasn't keeping the Sabbath? Wasn't he kind of saying, ah, this part of the Sabbath isn't important anymore? Well, let's have a look at one of these instances. In fact, there's seven instances where Jesus healed on the Sabbath day. We have seven accounts of these in the gospel. And this is just one of them. It says, Then Jesus said to them, I will ask you one thing. Is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do evil, to save life or to destroy? When he had looked around at them all, he said to the man, Stretch out your hand. And he did so, and his hand was restored, as whole as the other. So here, Jesus is healing on the Sabbath. But notice what he first says. He says, I will ask you one thing. Is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good? or to do evil. Now, what Jesus is implying from this statement is that 
there are certain things which are lawful to do on the Sabbath. Implied in this is that there are certain things which are not lawful. And he says to them, well, let's have a discussion. Let's see if this thing is lawful or not lawful to do on the Sabbath. Jesus didn't say, ah, it's Sabbath. It doesn't matter what you do. No, he was asking, what is the right thing to do on the Sabbath day? And some people tell me, wasn't the day changed from Sabbath to Sunday to celebrate Jesus' resurrection? People say, yes, the Jews used to keep the Sabbath as a memorial of creation. But now we keep the Lord's Day because this celebrates Jesus' resurrection from the dead. And usually the evidence people give for this is the verse in Revelation chapter 1, verse 10, which says, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's Day. Here John says that he was in the Spirit on the Lord's Day. And they say, aha, do you see? On the Lord's Day, that's Sunday. This is referring to the day when Jesus rose from the grave. Now, how do we determine which one is the Lord's Day? Do we take a Facebook poll? Do we go around and just ask everyone we know? How do we determine which one is the Lord's Day? Well, I would suggest that the way we determine what the Lord's Day is, is to look at the Bible and see what the Bible says. Mark wrote in chapter 2, verse 27 and 28, he writes, The Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. Therefore, the Son of Man is also Lord of the Sabbath. So, which one is the Lord's Day? Well, according to Mark, it's the Sabbath. Luke says the Son of Man is also Lord of the Sabbath. Matthew says the Son of Man is even Lord of the Sabbath. We can see again and again and again, the Bible says that the Lord's Day is the Sabbath day. And some people say, but didn't Jesus do away with the law? Wasn't the law something that we kept and when Jesus died it was nailed to the cross? This is a question that I run into all of the time. And I have many people who ask me this question. And what I do when they ask me this question is I ask them, which law did Jesus do away with? Did he do away with, you shall not commit adultery? Is it all right if I go and commit adultery with your wife? Is that okay? And most people will be like, oh, no, 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 no. What about, did he do away with the, you shall not kill? Is it all right if I come and kill your son? I mean, is that all right? And people obviously will shake their head and they say, well, what about if I steal? Can I come and steal your TV? Most people will realize that it's ridiculous. None of these things have been done away with. We know that we shouldn't kill. We know that we shouldn't commit adultery. We know that we shouldn't steal. This is God's law and it needs to be kept. However, when people say that the law has been done away with, they usually only refer to the fourth commandment. Most Christians agree that all the other nine commandments need to be kept. It's just the Sabbath that we don't need to keep. And this seems a little weird to me, right? If the law has been done away with, then it's either the whole law has been done away with or it hasn't been done away with. You can't just pick and choose the bits you don't want to follow. But Jesus himself gives an answer to this question. He says in Matthew chapter 5, verse 17 and 18, Do not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I didn't come to destroy, but to fulfill, for assuredly I say to you, till heaven and earth pass away, not one jot or tittle will by no means pass from the law until all is fulfilled. What Jesus is telling us is that the law 
cannot be changed. What Jesus is telling us is that he didn't come to destroy the law. The law was something that is binding to us because the law is like God. And God doesn't change. His law doesn't change either. If God was able to change his law, he wouldn't have sent Jesus to die for us on the cross. He would have just changed the law. But because the law cannot be changed, such a high price had to be paid. But if we want to really know if the Sabbath was changed to Sunday, what we need to do is to have a look at what the apostles did. If the Sabbath was changed to Sunday, then you would expect that the apostles would have started keeping Sunday holy after Jesus went back to heaven. But let's have a look and see what they did. Did the apostles keep Sabbath or Sunday holy? We'll have a look at this just after this song. I need thee every hour, most gracious Lord. No tender voice like thine can peace afford. I
Welcome back to Is It Relevant Today? I'm Marius Chigao, and today we're looking at the Sabbath. We've so far found out that the Sabbath was given at creation. It was given again before Mount Sinai, at Mount Sinai. We found that the Sabbath was kept by Isaiah around 800 years before Christ. We found that Jesus himself also kept the Sabbath. And now we're looking at the question, did Jesus do away with the Sabbath at the time of his death? And the way we're going to investigate this, we're going to look at which day did his apostles worship on. In the book of Acts, chapter 17, verse 2, it says, Then Paul, as his custom was, went into them, and for three Sabbaths reasoned with them from the Scriptures. Here we have Paul going into the synagogue, or the church. Which day was he going to church? Well, it says that he reasoned with them from the Scriptures for three Sabbaths. I also noticed something interesting in this verse. It says, this was his custom. It appeared that Paul also had a custom much like Jesus did, which was to go to church on Sabbath. And this isn't the only occurrence. In fact, it can be argued that there are 85 instances of the Sabbath being kept by his apostles, which we have recorded in the book of Acts. Now, we're going to have a look at just a few more of them. It says in Acts chapter 13, verse 14, But when they departed from Perga, they came to Antioch in Pisidia, and went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day, and sat down. And a lot of people actually say, Oh yes, Marius, but they just went to the synagogue because they were trying to convert the Jews. They were only going to the synagogue to worship on Sabbath to convert the Jews. But when they were worshipping by themselves, they would actually worship on Sunday. In Acts chapter 13 verse 41 it says, So when the Jews went out of the synagogue, the Gentiles begged that these words might be preached to them next Sabbath. So essentially what's happening is, the Gentiles are now saying, Hey, come preach to us. This would have been a perfect opportunity for Paul to say, Well, you know, the Sabbath is just for the Jews. Since Jesus has raised from the dead, we're now keeping Sunday holy. But notice what it says. It says, When the congregation had broken up, Many of the Jews and devout proselytes followed Paul and Barnabas, who, speaking to them, persuaded them to continue in the grace of God. On the next Sabbath, almost the whole city came together to hear the word of God. Here you have the Gentiles, all coming together on the Sabbath day. There is not a single verse in the Bible that suggests that the Sabbath was changed to Sunday. In fact, Jesus himself, when he prophesied about the destruction of Jerusalem, where he says that not one stone will be left upon another, he says something interesting. In Matthew chapter 24, verse 20, he says, And pray that your flight may not be in winter or on the Sabbath. Here, Jesus is telling his followers that even 40 years after I go back to heaven, when Jerusalem is destroyed, you are still expected to keep the Sabbath holy. So if we have a look at our timeline again, we have the Sabbath at creation. We have Abraham keeping the law. We have Joseph keeping the law. We have the Sabbath just before the Exodus. We have the Sabbath just before Mount Sinai. We have the Sabbath at Mount Sinai. We have Isaiah keeping the Sabbath. We have Jesus keeping the Sabbath. We have his apostles keeping the Sabbath. And we have Jesus expecting his followers to continue keeping the Sabbath at the destruction of Jerusalem. But Is this the last time the Sabbath will be important, according to the Bible? We'll explore this question just after this song.
Welcome back to Is It Relevant Today, right here on Faith FM. I'm Marius Jigel, and today we're looking at the Sabbath. We've discovered that there is a definite pattern about the Sabbath in the Bible. We found the Sabbath was given at creation. We have the Sabbath in Egypt. We have the Sabbath just before the Exodus. Again, it was given at Mount Sinai. We have Isaiah keeping the Sabbath, Jesus keeping the Sabbath, the apostles keeping the Sabbath, and his people being expected to keep the Sabbath at the destruction of Jerusalem, which was in 70 AD, around 40 years after Jesus had gone back to heaven. But what about in heaven? When we go to heaven, what day will we be worshipping on? Well, let's have a look and see what the Bible says. In Isaiah chapter 66, verse 22 and 23, it says, For as the new heaven and the new earth which I make shall remain before me, says the Lord, so shall your descendants and your name remain. And it shall come to pass that from one new moon to another, and from one Sabbath to another, all flesh shall come and worship before me. 
Here we are told that in heaven we will still be worshipping God and that we'll be doing so on the Sabbath day. So when we look at our timeline again, we have the Sabbath of creation. We have Abraham keeping the law. We have Joseph keeping the law. We have the Sabbath being mentioned in Egypt. Just after the Exodus, we have the Sabbath at Mount Sinai. Isaiah is keeping the Sabbath. Jesus is keeping the Sabbath. His apostles are keeping the Sabbath. At the destruction of Jerusalem, Jesus expected his followers to continue keeping the Sabbath. And we have the Sabbath will be kept even in heaven. We have clear Sabbath keeping from the very beginning of creation to eternity in heaven. And one more argument I sometimes get, which I have to say, I really thought about this one for a long time because I struggled with this one. People sometimes say, does it really matter which day I worship? God doesn't mind. I had someone tell me, oh, you can worship God on Wednesday. He doesn't mind as long as you spend a day worshipping him. That's all that matters. And I did think this was a good argument for a while. And then I had a look at the story of Cain and Abel. Most people, when they think of the story of Cain and Abel, they think Cain was a rebellious murderer and he hated God and wanted nothing to do with God. But this isn't at all true. Cain wanted to worship God. In fact, if we read in Genesis chapter 4, verse 3, that it came to pass that Cain bought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Now, Cain didn't say, I don't want to worship God. I don't want to bring any offering. No, I don't care about God. No, it says that he bought an offering to God. He wanted to worship God. And it says that Abel also bought the firstborn of the flock and of their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering, but he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry and his countenance fell. Here we see that Cain is wanting to worship God. The problem is that Cain is wanting to do it his way. God said, I want you to worship me like this. And he said, Ah, God doesn't mind which way I worship him. I'll just worship him a different way. It doesn't matter as long as I'm worshiping him. In chapter 4 of Genesis, it continues that the Lord said to Cain, Why are you so angry? And why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door. Here we have God told Cain and Abel how to worship him. And Cain said, well, I still want to worship you, but I want to do it my way. But what we see here is that God had a specific way that he wanted to be worshipped. There is a specific worship that God will accept and there are other forms of worship that God will not accept. God did not accept Cain's offering because he wasn't worshipping him the way he was told to worship. In the Bible, we are told to worship on the Sabbath. We're not told to worship on the first day of the week or the sixth day of the week or the fourth day of the week. We're told to worship on Sabbath. Now, as we look at the Sabbath commandment, we find that we're told to remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. And in verse 11, it tells us why. It says, For in six days the Lord made the heaven and the earth and the sea and all that is in them and rested the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the seventh day and hallowed it. We find that the Sabbath is a memorial of creation. But when we read the account of the fourth commandment in the book of Deuteronomy, it says, 
Observe the Sabbath day to keep it holy, as the Lord your God commanded you. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall do no work. You, nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your male servant, nor your female servant, nor your ox, nor your donkey, nor your cattle, nor your stranger who is within your gates, that your male servant and your female servant may rest as well. Here again we find that it wasn't just given for one group of people. They were told to rest and they were also told to let their servants rest as well. And this is because the Sabbath was made for man. It was made for mankind. The Sabbath is a day of equality. But notice what it continues to say. It continues by saying, And remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt and the Lord your God brought you out with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore the Lord your God commanded you to keep the Sabbath. Here we find out that the Sabbath is not just a memorial of creation, but the Sabbath is also a memorial of redemption. We see that the Israelites were redeemed from the land of Egypt. They were taken out of the land of Egypt, and this is a type of us being freed from the bondage of sin. God created a day that he wanted to spend with us. God created a day that he wanted to be near us. And this day is the Sabbath day. God put this day in place that we may remember that he is the creator. And after he created us, he rested on the Sabbath day. But God also put this day in place that we may remember that he is our redeemer. And when the work of redemption was finished, Jesus, when he had been sacrificed for our sins, rested on the Sabbath in the grave. The Sabbath can be found from the beginning to the end. It is found at creation, at Mount Sinai, throughout the Old Testament. Jesus kept the Sabbath. His disciples kept the Sabbath. He expected them to keep it at the destruction of Jerusalem and it will even be kept in heaven. We have been given a day to remember and worship God as our Creator and our Redeemer. When I'm asked why I keep the Sabbath, this is the reason I give, because the Sabbath is given at creation and we find it all throughout the Bible into eternity. We thank you for listening today and don't forget to visit our YouTube channel called Is It Relevant Today? where we have video presentations on many topics including the one we've just been talking about called The Day That Time Forgot. We look forward to seeing you next week. I'm Marius Chigau. God bless and I hope you have a magnificent day. To the depths of the sea Creation's revealing your majesty From the colors of fall To the fragrance of spring
down again I can sing Cause you pick me up Sing Cause you're there I can sing Cause you hear me listening to is it relevant today if you have any questions or comments please leave them on our facebook page is it relevant today but for now thanks for listening and we look forward to seeing you next week i love to tell the story twill be my theme in glory to tell the old old story Of Jesus and His love